Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Warden. Today's guest is Pinta Cauce. Pinta manages the Oliviera Toscani Winery near Bulgari in Tuscany. Pinta is also an Italian wine ambassador of the Vinitaly Academy. Welcome, Pinta. Thank you. Now, first of all, where is the Oliviera Toscani Winery and who owns it and what do you do there? Well, Oliviero Toscani Winery is owned by Oliviero Toscani. That's kind of quite easy. And it's uh, located north of Bulgari. So it's basically like a 15-minute drive. Which town? It's Casale Maritimo. And it's 10 minutes from seaside as well. So it's a coastal area. And the particularity of it is... That is basically on the same hillside where the old vineyard of Sasikaya was. So we're the one of the rare to be on the hillside. Which in village? Front of the city. Sorry, you're in the village of. What's the name of the village again? Casale Maritimo. Okay. Now, who is Oliviero Toscani? What was he? What was his profession? So, Oliviero Toscani is a photographer, and he is probably the most famous for for people who are not from the art world with his United Colors of Benetton campaign. He's actually now, after 17 years, started to collaborate with them again and um, launching the new Benetton campaigns now. He's photographer. His father was photographer and his son, who's managing the winery together with me, is photographer as well. So right, talented, uh, talented family. It's all about the art. Right. So, I mean, have you got like art all over the winery as well? Are there photos on the walls or? Yeah, I think you can see that they are photographers in every step of the winery. The winery is just a small part of what they have created there. Oliviero lives there and he moved there in the 70s. It's actually a big estate, which is now like 160 hectares. We have horses and pigs and homing pigeons. Homing pigeons? That's a first. (laughs) Never heard that before. Yeah, that's a great passion of Oliviero San Rocco. That's absolutely beautiful story of homing pigeons and because they always turn back home and the home is the place where they learn how to fly. So it's quite also like a romantic story. They learn how to fly. And they are monogamous for life. Monogamous? That doesn't sound very exciting. (laughs) I don't want to be a pigeon. Okay, well, that's interesting about the pigeons. So where are you from? I'm from Latvia, from Riga, Riga, which is the capital city. Uh, So where is Latvia? Latvia is now officially a northern European country. It's, It's always considered Eastern European, but like since 2017, we're a northern country. So is it one of the Baltics? Yeah, it's so, one of the Baltics. So it's the, the one bo- in the middle. The one in the middle. The, either side, who are your neighbours? So we have Estonia, Russia, Belarusia, and Lithuania as our neighbours. And uh, we are two million people. One million basically is living in the capital city. So once you go out there, you see just forests and lakes and nature. So what crops do people grow there in Latvia? Well, oh, we don't have a lot of industry because it's been it's obviously after the Soviet era ended, we suffered a lot. The main thing we're doing is food. Forestry. Okay. Forestry. So that's what for furniture? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we send wood to Sweden when they make, and then they send their furniture back to us. So next time I go to IKEA, it's, I know that it's going to be Latvian, <laughs> Latvian wood rather than Swedish wood. Exactly. So what about exporting wine to Latvia in general, not just for your winery in particular, but in general? What's the wine market like in Latvia? Well, the wine market is quite interesting, quite weird, because obviously it's all, we don't have a wine culture. So the wine import started only in early 90s. Wine is still a luxury good. It's not like a 
every day consuming and it's still like uh, like a status symbol so you people are really following what the trendsetters are doing and drinking are there taxes if i if i export i'm an exporter to to latvia is my wine going to be taxed heavily is it when it gets over the border well, it's not heavily it's about euro per bottle so that's independent of the price if i send a hundred euro bottle or a two euro it's bottle, it's based on alcohol and the wine or okay. in any other so one euro doesn't sound a lot, but you're saying that the Latvian economy is not hugely wealthy, so that's quite a big, quite a big no, tax. It, was, it wasn't so healthy, but actually after the crisis in 2008 and 2009, we actually had some growth immediately after the crisis. The other one was Poland, who actually never suffered so much. So the like, level of economy is, is okay. It's like living in another, any other Western world country. What about we read a little bit about um, young people emigrating from Latvia? Um, well, that was a that is still quite a problem because people, especially non-educated and the people from countryside, couldn't they can't find a job or they can't invite, invent anything, so they would go to yeah UK mostly Germany. And during the crisis, I think three hundred thousand people went away more or less. That actually didn't help, but a lot of them are now coming back and opening new places and more restaurants, and the scene is quite interesting now. So what's the total population of Latvia, sorry? So it's about 2 million people. So 300,000 people leaving is a pretty large percentage, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So are you tempted to move back there? No. So what what's the attraction of what was the attraction of Tuscany for you? Was it a love story? Was it just purely work? Did you love photography? You went <laughs> to the beach and found this winery and well, said, like, hey, we're going to hire you. So it's quite a weird story for being a Latvian. We don't make any wine and uh, we don't have any wine culture, as I said before. But my father started to import Italian wine in early 90s. So I grew up in his, uh, his company. So when I was 13, I would come to Italy and go to in Italy and meet all the producers. And Tuscany was always the place where I felt the most happiest. Then in 2010, I came to study in Florence and never left. So what did you study in Florence? Is it language or, or marketing? No, wine business. And that was a, how long was the course? It's a, it was a master level, so it was just one year. So you already had a, you already had a business background? Yeah. And so that was in Latvia? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a great degree in business administration. So how would you describe doing your job if you're in Latvia compared to doing it in Italy? Is Italy Italy's always seen as a bit sort of chaotic and everything gets sorted out in the end, but you know, sort of paperwork and documents is like not really a strong point. So they say, I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm just saying so they say. Well, I kind of suffer that because I'm definitely more organized and more precise than most of Italians in Tuscany. Starting from the vineyard where they, when we do the harvest, they all call me like Latvian policeman because I would just go and control the every grape is picked until yeah till the accounting that is like oh my god you italians but i think if you from any country in the world if you choose italy you must love that part of italians as well well that's sort of slightly chaotic but creative chaos creative yeah the so last time solutions yeah last minute solutions yeah in terms of the owner was he obviously we can also think like artistic people are kind of slightly not chaotic but you know they have they live in their own little world is he quite involved in the winery or is yeah it... he's involved in me all the decisions or where mm-hmm. what to do and where to where to go that's him on the phone right now actually he's just checking yeah, the okay. <laughs> okay, <right>. what does <laughs> she say so he he's involved even if he doesn't have any winemaking background he's the one who actually 
wants to participate to know how the wine will be made, what is going on and what is going to be the style. How do you see the Italian market for wine from your perspective? Where you are in Tuscany is sort of almost like a luxurious area. It's got a lot of wealthy, seemingly wealthy domains, like obviously say Bulgari, Sassicai, very historic Bordeaux-style wines as well, a lot of sort of Cabernet Merlot around there, the super Tuscan area. Is that super Tuscan thing still strong, viable? Well, I think Tuscany has suffered a lot during last years. And if you talk with any importing market, including Latvia, like they are overloaded with Italian wines. They're like probably people my parents' age, which would be between 50, 60, are still appreciating these wines. But the young people are not like they are not eager to spend that money to, just to buy a label without like actually explaining what's the quality, what the quality is. So probably they are going more on some, some lighter style, more interesting wines, not the classical wine made by people they have nothing to come and come and live how do young people in latvia find out about wine is it is it social media are there wine magazines are there wine courses people can do there are wine courses there are now like there are people coming over to do the also wine and trust education courses there are quite a lot a lot of local wine bars where they do lectures there's a latvian wine sommelier association as well well it's kind of small but still it exists and do courses and people are as, it, as I said before, it's a luxury good and it's like status symbol. People are following those 20 people who are going around doing stuff and drinking the same things they are seeing on social media. Yeah. So what's it, if, if I go to Riga uh, and I turn up with a bottle of one of your wines... What is a good dish, typical Latvian dish that uh, you that, would suggest? That's a headache because like typical Latvian dishes would include all five of the flavors. Okay, let's go. All the like classical typical Latvian dishes would be, they must be sweet, sour, savory, bitter and salty. Those five uh, flavors. Yeah, so it's quite difficult to uh, to pair wine with it. Obviously like beer would go always good. Do you make a Vermentino or no, you just red wine? We do just red wine and okay. it's all syrup blend. Blends. Um, you have you have Sangiovese as well, though I guess. No. So you yeah. what? So your main grapes are what? Merlot, Cabernet, Syrah. No, no, no. We are like artists also in this. We have Syrah, Cabernet Franc, Petit Verdot, and Teraldigo. Oh, really? Teraldigo. Interesting. So what would that go in terms of a Latvian dish? What would what would that is that blended away or is that made as a varietal at your winery? No, we blend it with Syrah. So it's six. Uh, so our base, like entry level wine, is fifty Syrah, fifty Teraldigo. And, and what's that called? Itoscani. Itoscani. Okay. And so what would that go with as a, in I, a Latvian dish. I think you could do it with like black pudding. Black pudding? Black pudding. Because it's quite famous, right? Like all the bread with garlic and the black bread, the rye bread. Is it spicy though or not, the the black pudding in uh, in Latvia? No, it's not spicy. So it's nice and nice and round and soft. So I think Syrah and Teraldico blend would suit it really well. As well as all the probably wild meat stews would go well. So when you talk about this is like animals in the forest. Yeah. So what are we talking about? Deer? venison yeah any other animals that you shoot or kill uh, all of them yeah what other ones have you got there there polar so we bears? have a wild boar we don't oh. have any bears we had one a few years ago but it was killed there is an elk elk wild boar wild boar deer deer any others wild ducks and stuff i'm not really into hunting so i can't say any species but, but yeah. okay so where do you see yourself in 10 years are you going to stay in tuscany will you move back to latvia in the future well, I don't think I will move back to Latvia because when once you went away and tried to work in a winery, I think it's quite limited to be there. I can't imagine something that could stimulate 
myself there. In 10 years, I will be in Oligero Toscani Winery. Really? That's a brave uh, prediction. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. 10 years ahead, that's pretty... Yeah, me neither. About tomorrow, I can't answer you, but in 10 years, I'm quite sure. Okay. Pinta Cauce, thanks very much for telling us a little bit about the Oliviera Toscani Winery in Tuscany and also a little bit about Latvia and its cuisine. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. 